I want to go back to the second chapter of the gospel recorded by Dr. Luke and out of the approximately 40 authors of the Bible all were Jewish except Dr. Luke. So Luke chapter 2. Today I want to want us to read verses 8 through 20 as we continue this greatest story ever told. So Luke chapter 2 and we will read verses 8 through 20. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Whatever translation you might have, let's read out loud together. If it's on the screen, on your tablet, on your iPhone, whatever you have it. Uh, this is the Word of God. This is the Word of, of God. Amen. You ain't got to take my word for it. It's in the book. Amen. It's in the book. All right, you have it? Say, I have it. <clears throat> and let's start reading verse number eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they were known, made known abroad, which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower fade away, but the word of our God stand forever. Verse 18, and all they that heard it wondered 
at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Amen. I, I want to take this text this morning. I want to talk about tell your story. Amen. Amen. Tell your story. Amen. You may be seated and tell somebody sitting there to you. Tell them, tell your story. Amen. They told their story. Every child of God has a story to tell about the living Savior, Jesus the Christ. It's a story that will never grow old because we are talking about a living Savior. It will never grow old. As a kingdom-focused fellowship is the main reason for our existence that we tell the story about this baby that was born in Bethlehem. And if we fail to do what Jesus has commanded us to do, we will forfeit his power, his presence, and his promises if we fail to tell your story. You see, your story is not my story. And my story is not your story. But all of our stories ultimately will end in the same place and with the same man named Jesus. And what's happening to a lot of saints, a lot of reasons why some people can't move from just being a member to the disciple is because they are refusing to tell their story. Franny Crosby wrote, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising the Lord Jesus all the day long. Tell your story. Over in China, tell your story. Around Austin, tell your story. Have members from all over this place, you watching by live stream, wherever you may be around the world, tell your story. The world needs to hear our story about the one that was born older than his mama. Amen. His name is Jesus. First of all, verses 8 through 14 deal with his birth, drew the angels from heaven. His birth drew the angels from heaven. Look. There, no other birth has been like his birth. I know, I know some of you was born, and every, but no angel ever showed up. Amen. I thank God for all five of my children. And I was there when they were born. I wasn't in the delivery room. I couldn't handle that, but I was right outside listening because I would have been on the floor. Amen. I, I, I couldn't have done. But, but, uh, but there was no angels. When, 
when Billy Jr. was born. That's the first legitimate McClendon male out of our family line. Man, you would have thought a piece of gold had just come into the world. Boy, we, I was so happy. I'm just so happy telling everybody I met about my son. But there was no angels singing. His birth drew the angels from heaven. How amazed the angels must have been when they saw the creator born as a creature. The word coming as a speechless baby. The eternal one caught in a moment of time. The omniscient one uh, a control or confined to a baby that couldn't speak. The omnipresent one cradled in a dirty manger. The omnipotent one as a helpless infant in a baby. Look at God. Look at God. When, when God got ready to draw near to cruel, sinful, ugly man, he sent a baby. And thank God, thank God it wasn't like today. That baby would have been aborted. Amen. If, it, if, if Mary was living today, they would have killed. Well, bless his name. Amen. You see, the devil hates womanhood and he hates womanhood because every child comes through a woman that's why women are superior in their influence because everybody you see have a mother now everybody you see may not have a father because they're different between a father and a sperm donor <laughs> all right amen. Amen, amen some fellas just sperm donors they just donated some sperm but everybody had a mother. That's why mothers are so unique. And, uh, and, 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 and God chose to be born as a baby. Uh, 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 when he wanted to save a cruel, decadent world, he came as a baby. Notice, the first announcement of the Messiah was not given to the priest and the scribes. God went to shepherds. <laughs> See, God have a problem with religious folk, and that would have happened the difference between a lot of folk are just religious. They are not saved. They just religious. And that's why they miss God. They miss God. But God came to lowly shepherds in a field. He ignored the religious folk. And that's why Jesus didn't come to give us religion. He came to give us a relationship. Because religion will get you killed. See, religious folk can't praise God. Cause see, don't don't you know? See, we don't do that. Cause I'm so religious. Religious folk don't smile. Cause really, we trying to earn God's goodness. See, religious folk look down on other people. See, cause you know, uh, you know that that Pharisee prayed that prayer in the temple. Lord, I'm glad I'm not like other men. Religious folk are very judgmental. See. Amen. Religious folk will cross on the other side of the street. When somebody needs a hand up, they give them a hand nothing. Amen. That's, and Jesus, notice, God ignored the religious folk and came to shepherds in a field. My, my, my. Keep your religion. That's why I tell people all the time. I don't, I don't want no religion. I want Jesus. I grew up with religion. Amen. Religion is when you're not saved going to church. You're just religious. see. I was just religious enough to go to church, sing in the choir, but be at the club before nightfall. That's religion. 
That's religion. Religion when you put on your robe and sing. But Saturday night, you've been everywhere else but the house of God. That's religion. And then religious folk even try to shout. Hey, thank you, my body. But don't follow them home. Now, don't follow them after church. They'll curse you out. Religious folk will buy more lottery tickets than the sinners. Amen. And he came not to the religious folk. He came to hardworking men who were shepherds. You see, God does not call the rich and the mighty. He calls the poor and the lowly. If you think you all that in a bag of chips, God can't use you. Amen. If you think you're all that, if you think, uh, uh, you think you're doing God a favor by just showing up, God can't use you. you. You too high. God calls the humble. God called the meek and the lowly. God called those who nobody else want to talk to. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, bless his name. <laughs> Amen. God, God called those that people call unusable. An ex-con, an ex-prostitute, an ex-liar, a gambler, a dopehead. God called those that the religious folk would overlook because most times those are the humble and lowly people and they want to be used by God. Amen. That's why the move of God many times outside the denominational churches, religious folk, because you can't become so religious that you get used to God. You become so religious you lose the awe of being in his presence. Well, bless his name. See, religious folk get used to coming. Where you going? I'm going to church. And then religious folk, it doesn't matter if they come or not. No, I ain't going Sunday. Why? It was raining up in Minnesota. I'm going to miss this. And miss, that's religious folk. See, religious folk get used to handling holy things. But the lowly and the meek always look upon God in the awe of his holiness. It's just an honor. It's just a blessing to be used by God. So God overlooked the big shots. If you're a big shot, God can't use you because you think you are bigger than God. See? Bypass the scribes and the priests. Go to shepherds. Also, shepherds were unclean. Being a shepherd was one of the nastiest jobs and they were considered unclean. They couldn't go to the temple. They were unclean. They were looked down upon. God selected hard-working men to be the first witnesses that his son had come into the world. Let me say that again. So, so that's, why, that's why we don't apologize around here for teaching every man to be the prophet, the priest, protector, and the provider of his family. God selected hard working men. And that's another sign for a single woman. Don't marry a dude who's not a hard worker. Don't. You better not marry one of these cutie boys. They don't want to go work. They want to send you to work. Say, I ain't, I ain't getting my hair messed up. My nail. <laughs> God selected hard. And every woman married to a hard working man. Sometimes they speak in some tongues. Say, thank you, Jesus. God. Because we know every month the check going to be here. I ain't got to worry about where I'm going to live. Because the man I got, this man, this man, amen. God selected hardworking men to be the first witnesses that his son had come 
into the world. Men, amen. And, and notice the angel said, fear not. That's a constant theme throughout uh, Luke gospel. And the gospel, every time an angel appeared, he always said, fear not. And literally, they were telling him to go make the announcement. And this is the same word he used. Announcement is used to preach the good news. So every saved person is a preacher of the gospel. Let me say that again. See, some of y'all, it went over your head. Every saved person should be telling the story. Here we are for years in the church, been fussing about who can preach and who can't preach. Listen, every believer has a story to tell. Every believer should be sharing the gospel. God has called every saved person to share the good news of Christ. He has not called every saved person to be a pastor, but he has called every saved person to tell the story. I wish I had some amen right here. Cause see, a lot of churches about the split, about who can tell it. Amen. A lot of people think this is the only time you preach. No, everywhere you go, because you see people that's not going to come to church. Amen. There are some folk, less than 18% of Austin population go to church. They ain't coming. They may come on a funeral. That's why at a funeral, at a black funeral, I don't do eulogies. I preach the gospel. Because some of that crowd ain't going to see them no more to the next funeral. See, they'll come to a wedding. They'll come to a musical. So I'm going to show up Monday night. That's why I already uh, alerted our uh, care people, the disciples, to get ready. We're going to pray and anoint, use it for an opportunity to share the gospel. Because some not going to be back until next year. Amen. We want to hit it when we got it, see? And, uh, and, uh, and we've been called to preach the word. Yeah, you. Hey, hey, you. Yes, you. See, I like that. So I put the emphasis on that. Yes, you. I'm going to start pointing now. Yes, you. Yes, you. Yes, you. You, you. If you're texting, I'll put that down there. Send it out. Yes, you. Finna go six shoot. You, 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 yes, you. Well, bless the Lord. You have been called. If you say, now if you're not saved, see, we worry about folk coming to church. A lot of folk not coming to church because they're not saved. You cannot be a Christian and stay around the house. No, you may be sick sometimes, but if you're really born again, you're gonna obey God. You're gonna have your face in the place. You, you, amen. Amen. This worship is not for sinners. Ninety-five percent of what I preach, I preach to Christians. Five percent, maybe three percent for sinners. At the end of the service, I open the doors of the church. Sinners could care less about worship. Amen. And we messed up a lot of our church to try to make church palatable for sinners. <laughs> amen. Amen. Sinner want to come to church by as much as you want to go to a clan meeting. Well, bless his name. Amen. No, no, no. We're here because we, we've been saved. We got a story to tell. And we have to be taught so we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You ain't got to know much. Just tell your story. And then secondly and lastly, look at his birth drew the shepherds from the fields. God selected had hardworking men to be the first witnesses. And these shepherds knew what to look for. 
Amen. They knew what to look for. See, a lot of folk looking, you don't know what to look for. That's why you need to know the Bible. You know, they were looking for a newborn babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. <laughs> if you don't know the word, you don't know what to be looking for. See, a lot of folk looking for a church. What are you looking for? Amen. You, look, you want to look for a place where the word is preached. You want to look for a place where Jesus is the center of worship. And they will know it. When you women looking for a save, a man to be married, look for a save man. You men looking for a woman to marry, look for a save one. Forget about how cute she is. Well, how does she look on the inside? They tell me Delilah looked good too, but she was real evil. Amen. You got to know what to look for. And they found him. They found him there. This is the first time and the only time in the history of mankind that men was looking for Jesus. This is the first and only time in the history of humanity that man was looking for Jesus. All the rest of the time, Jesus is looking for man. <laughs> Luke 19 and 10, Jesus said, The Son of Man is came to seek and to save that which was lost. Only time. T people talking about, I found Jesus. Well, Jesus ain't never been lost. Amen. <laughs> Change your temple talking about, I found him. <laughs> no, he's not lost. <laughs> no. Amen. He's been looking for you. From the time you were born, he's been looking for you. From the time you went to Sunday school, from the time you went to church, God has been looking for you. Look at their response when they saw him. They worshiped him. They marveled at him. You don't get used to it, man. That's why they marvel at God's grace. Look at it. They, they saw him. They, they worshiped him. What no, hey, they have the baby. What's going on, babe? No, they worshiped him. That's why worship is not for sinners. Sinners can't worship, don't want to worship. Sinners just do worshiping rather than worship. And there's a difference between worshiping and, and worshiping and worship. Worship is worshiping God. Worship is, I, we, be, I wish we were out of here. See, that's, and that's what sinners do. They wish, for, they wish we were out of here. Let's get through it. Let's go on, hurry up. Because I'm getting too close to the, to, the, to the holiness of God. Let's get out of here. And a lot of folk in a rush get out of church ain't going nowhere. Stand outside smoking. When I leave, there'll still be folks standing around. Amen. Because the devil don't want you exposed to the holy things of God. But when they saw this baby, they worshipped him. They came with haste, found Mary. Look how they obeyed God. That's why some of y'all miss your blessing because you don't obey God. How many more financial conferences do we need for you to tithe? You've been in church how many years? And we still talk about 10% <laughs> will bless his name. They made haste. Many people miss Jesus because they don't want to obey what he said. There have been some of us hard-headed. We would have went somewhere else. We would have missed Jesus. Now, while our folk missing the Lord, they stand at home in Bedside Baptist, Mattress Methodist, and, Pent and, and uh, a Piddle Pentecostal. On Sunday morning, God had a blessing waiting on you. And instead of obeying God, we do what we want to do. I, Reverend, I know what the Bible says. But if you're not doing it, you don't know. 
I get sick of folk talking about I got a cousin. He know the Bible from. Well, if he's not living it, he don't know it. See, if you are not living it, you don't know it. You just read it. See, and, and, when, and, and when they saw, they came with haste in a hurry. And look at that response. When they saw him, they marvel at God's grace and goodness, at the miracle that was wrought. When, when God touches us, stop trying to explain what God is doing in your life. People who are unsaved can't never get it. Stop trying to tell, explain why sometimes your cup run over. Stop trying to explain sometime on your job. When you just think of the goodness of Jesus. And you just start crying, man. You you just start, go home sometime. Just think about, didn't have nothing. Look what we got now. When when they saw him, they glorified him, man. They praise him. That's why the world don't want to praise him because the world want to praise themselves. The world want to glorify themselves. The world want to talk about how great they are. But every child of God knows it was Jesus. They, they, they told others about the Savior. And that's what we ought to do. Make up your mind this year, next year, the Lord bless. We're challenging every believer to invite 50 people to church every Sunday. And then every chance you get, share the gospel. See, the more you tell it, the more it becomes real in your life. Evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And and every time you tell it, you want to tell it some more. When I travel, sometimes when I travel and I get to the airport, I, I have to ask an attendant which way to go to the gate to catch my plane. And the attendant, one of the most confusing airports I've ever flown into, and we've been, been, been to South Korea, we've been to Belize, we've been all around this nation, but one of the most confusing airports I ever traveled through was in Seattle, Seattle-Tacoma Airport. And I just got confused, I got turned around, I didn't know I knew I was coming back to Texas, but got turned around. And, you know, and so I followed a tenant and said, hey, man, come here. I'm trying to catch Frontier Flight 44, whatever it was. He pointed me to the, said, there, go take a right. And I said, thank you, man. And that's what the Lord quickened my spirit. That's what we are as witnesses. We ought to be pointing people to the right gate. And his name is Jesus. That's, that's what all we're doing. Don't be sidetracked with all these sidebars going on. Don't get sidetracked with people talking about the church, talking about the pastor. That's superfluous. Don't get sidetracked. Our job is to point people to Christ. That's what we, that's what we are. That's why he saved us, is to point people to Christ. And that's why every chance I get, I'm going to tell my story. Every chance I get, I'm going to tell my story about Jesus in my life. Every chance I get, I'm going to tell somebody uh, about this man called Jesus. Every chance I get, uh, I'm going to tell my story. Uh, 
It's a good old story. It's a fascinating story. It's a wonderful story. How God looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. Anybody else in here that was messed up from the flow up? But Jesus looked beyond your faults and saw your need. Anybody else can testify I was on my way to hell. No God in my heart. But Jesus, he stepped in. Hallelujah. And I love to tell the story. I love every chance I get. I'm gonna tell it. Every chance I get, I'm gonna tell this good old story. Every chance I get, I'm gonna tell somebody about this man called Jesus and what he did in my life. You see, people can uh, challenge what you say, but they can't challenge uh, what Jesus did for you. I know it was him. He laid his hands on me, and I promised the Lord every chance I get, I'm going to tell it. Everywhere I go, I'm going to tell it and, I, and I'm going to encourage you tell your story blessed assurance Jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine I'm an heir of salvation purchased by God born of his spirit washed in his blood this is 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 my story and I'm gonna tell it until I can't tell it no more I'm gonna tell it until time bumps into eternity and time that was no more. I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna tell it until I hear him say, Servant. Yeah. I want to hear him say, Servant. Oh, well done. Hallelujah. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell, tell your story. And every time you tell it, become like Jeremiah. Yeah. Because being in the church, being around church folk can sometimes get on your last nerve. Uh, Sometimes living in Austin, people get on your nerves, but the closer it gets 
to Sunday morning fire started burning just like Jeremiah I wanted to be quiet but the fire kept on burning in my soul oh 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 tell the story about you that's why Satan is fighting us he wants us to shut up but the devil don't know the more you persecute a child of God the more we gonna tell it he keep trying to shut us up you ought to be quiet shut up but the more he presses us the more we gonna bless Jesus the more he dig ditches the more we gonna bless Jesus because he's able I'm gonna tell it tell your story about him thank you it ain't too much to us not too much to BW born in Caledonia youngest 12 children Leroy Leo McClendon born in Caledonia Texas August 10th 1951 got my first tricycle in Timpson went to school Coin call ain't too much to me, but I tell you what, if the world go on another thousand years, saints of God, even in China, in India, in Boston, in Austin, somebody gonna be telling the story. He was born in Bethlehem. Grew up in Nazareth, died in Jerusalem, but early Sunday morning, he rolled. Tell your story, tell your story, tell your story, everywhere you go, tell the story about this man called Jesus. May God bless you. And the more you tell it, the more power you get. Yeah, God bless you. That's why some of y'all say, don't have no power. Don't have no joy. Because you're not telling the story of a joyful Savior. See, stop hanging out with the B.B. King crowd. Baby gone and left me. Well, my baby ain't gone because that baby grew up and he lives in my soul. Oh, tell it. Tell it. Satan don't want us to say nothing about Jesus. Shut up. Because the devil knows the power of Jesus. Ooh. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, 
and all he done for me oh, I want to tell it I got to tell it I want to tell it I want to tell the story tell it tell it on your job mess them up Monday Instead of complaining, walk in and say, you know what? I got the greatest gift of all. What? What's that? You heard about your new car? No. I received Christ. Tell your story. Tell your story. Hallelujah. And every time you tell it, you want to tell it some more. Not about us, but it's all about him as a kingdom focused fellowship that's what we focusing on is Jesus and his and his kingdom Jesus said I must work the works of him that sent me while this day the night gonna come when no man can work tell your story tell your story see people come to know Christ Aren't you glad somebody told you their story? <laughs> and you believed because somebody told you what Jesus had done in their lives.